0: Welcome to the Authentic Life Podcast. This is episode 10 and in this episode we are going to be talking about going slow to go fast. Sometimes in life we just need to go slow first and then we can go fast later. And I find so much these days that there's an emphasis on going fast and kind of rushing through life. You know, there's talk of Kylie Jenner is the youngest billionaire, or someone bought their first home at the age of 22, and things like that. And I think this puts a lot of pressure on people that aren't going that fast to go faster in life, or there can be this feeling of falling behind in life, or not accomplishing enough, or not accomplishing things fast enough. And this is a lot of the pressure that society in general right now puts on people, you know, do things by a certain age, that's what you do to be successful. And there's another type of pressure that we may put on ourselves as well, and it's the pressure to get out of a situation that we don't like. And that's where I was a couple years ago, I was really unhappy in my job, and I didn't really like what I was doing anymore, and I didn't like working in a corporate nine-to-five office environment. And so when you're in a situation that you don't like in life, there can be a lot of pressure to go fast to get out of that situation quickly. And a lot of us don't want to feel like we're starting from zero again when we're pivoting in life. We want to kind of get up to speed quickly and you know, maintain maybe appearances of looking successful or maintaining our income and our lifestyle. So that's what I'm going to be focusing on today because that's where I was a few years ago. I'm going to be talking about benefits of going slow so that you can go fast when it comes to making pivots in life. So let's start with an experience that a lot of us have had of going slow so that we can go fast. And that's the experience of being in school. So we've got K to 12, but a lot of us will also have gotten, you know, a college degree or an undergraduate degree. And I myself had an undergraduate degree and that took four years to complete. And I at that time, I was completely okay with going slow because... I hadn't really experienced going fast, you know, I hadn't entered real life. I had only been used to school up until that point. And so this relatively slow four-year degree is what allowed me to go fast when I first entered the job market. The first job that I had when I got out of school was making $60,000 a year. That's a pretty good slow to fast transition that I made at that time. However, when we fast forward about six years from there, I really started to feel like my career was no longer a fit. I felt really unhappy in what I was doing, and I had also accumulated more financial responsibilities. And I really wanted to get out of that career quickly. It really drained me, and I wanted to start making money on the side quickly because I thought that if I started making money on the side quickly, it would grow and it would one day allow me to quit my job. And I had a real sense of urgency around this time to get out of my current job. And that really guided a lot of the decisions that I made during that time. And during that time, I was really focused on going fast rather than going slow. And what happened is I ended up going slow in the long run. So when I was trying to go fast, this looked like not really taking the time to understand what my true soul's calling was, or it wasn't taking the time to explore those little whispers that I had at that time. And it's funny because at this time, I sort of had two conflicting thoughts or directions inside of me because I knew that I wanted my next career and my next step to be in the direction of my purpose. But on the other hand, I really wanted to change careers quickly because my job was really sucking the life out of me. And what really ended up winning out of the two was trying to get out of my job quickly. I had a lot of shiny object syndrome and I wanted fast results. So it kind of resulted in me jumping around from idea to idea kind of quickly. It was like, oh, will this work? Uh, no, it's not working. I don't like it. Well, will this work? And it kind of continued like that. And around this time, like I said, I had a couple whispers of ideas of things that might be my path. And at the time I had learned about coaching and I was like, wow, coaching, that sounds like something that I could do. And I was also really into human design at the time as part of my soul searching what's my purpose kind of path in life. And I avoided both of these because at the time, I was like, those are gonna take way too long. Like going through coach training is going to take way too much time. I felt that, you know, learning about this really complex system that is human design would take a really long time. And at the time, I just didn't want to wait that long. It's kind of funny looking back on it now. But that's where I was at that time. But this combination of really trying to go quick and having shiny object syndrome and avoiding, you know, the whispers that I had about doing coaching and or human design really left me feeling confused. I felt like I really lacked direction, I couldn't make decisions, and I think overall it really left me playing small. The ideas that I had felt like playing small, but they felt fast. You know, going down the big coaching route or the human design route, that felt big. It did not feel like playing small, but it felt like I would be taking forever to get there. And so I went on like this for probably like three years or more, chasing quick wins and low-hanging fruit, if you want to call it that, um, before I started to settle down. And when I look back on this, you can see how maybe if I had committed myself to what at the time felt like a longer path, I would have actually been well ahead had I gone down the slow path. Instead of spending three years trying to go fast, maybe I could have spent six months to a year going quote unquote slow and dedicating myself to study. And maybe I even would have started my business and had been running a side hustle or I would have been able to quit my job and I would have been working in my business for say two years instead of spending three years kind of chasing all of these ideas. And when I look back on this period of time, it's really taught me that you need to be willing to commit yourself to something and life goes by quickly. The time is going to go by regardless. So do you want to spend it being focused on a deliberate path that's going to build a solid deep foundation or do you want to spend it, you know, chasing random ideas every couple of weeks changing to a new idea? And I really think of this like have you ever bought a cheap t-shirt and then the first time you put it in the wash it comes out and it already has holes in it? And then you kind of have to go buy a new shirt. And so what you thought was going to save you money, now you're spending even more money because you need to buy a new shirt. And that's kind of how I feel when I look back at this time of my life. I was really scattered. I put a lot of time and energy into a lot of different things and I wasn't really going deep, you know? I had a lot of breadth, but I didn't have a lot of depth in what I was doing. I wasn't building a solid foundation in any of the things that I was doing. And another lesson that I can look back on has to do with starting my YouTube channel. And this lesson is that when you commit to yourself to something, you go slow, that over time it becomes easier, which looks like being able to go fast once you have a mastery of something. So when I first started my channel, it didn't feel easy all the time. It didn't feel easy very often at all. It was kind of overwhelming. I felt like I didn't really know what I wanted to talk about. I had trouble choosing topics, and I was often feeling rushed when it comes to writing my scripts. And then, you know, editing the videos felt like it took forever, and and I just didn't know what my style was. And all of these things are totally normal when you're starting something new, and it's always going to be uncomfortable in the beginning. And so... Once you push through that discomfort of being a beginner and allow yourself to go slow, you gain skill, you build that foundation and everything starts to flow. And before you know it, you're going fast. So now that I've put in the time and the repetition and I've gotten through those growing pains, producing my YouTube videos is so much easier and faster than when I first started. So I really put in the time and allowed myself to go slow, and now I can go fast. And think of your own life. You know, what is something that just flows now? You feel really competent, you feel capable, you have that solid foundation. Think back to when you first started. You might not have felt that way when you first started, and you went through a growth phase there too. And I want to leave you with one last example, and this is the example of Casey Neistat. If you don't know him, he's pretty big YouTuber these days and he's been in the filmmaking world for a really long time. He was someone that was relentless and he went slow for a decade at least before he really kind of seemed to explode onto the scene. So Casey put in years and years to develop his skills and he kept working at it and he was showing up and it wasn't really until he started his daily vlog where he vlogged every day on YouTube for 800 days in a row. And that's really when his channel started to skyrocket. That's really when a lot of people started to get to know who he was. And one of the takeaways there is if he hadn't gone slow in the beginning and built his foundation and developed his skills, he may not have been able to actually vlog for 800 days in a row. He may not have had the skills or the foundation to take on that type of feat. And people that have only seen the part of his journey where he blew up may be like, wow, he was like an overnight success. He grew his channel to 15 million subs in, you know, a handful of years. He's the perfect example of someone who went slow in order to go fast. And what I really take away from his example is that, you know, success is exponential. You have to keep showing up, you have to stay relentless, and you have to be okay with going what may feel like slow. And sooner than you know it, you'll be going fast. So, a question you can ask yourself is Are you willing to go slow? Are you willing to put in the time to have that exponential success? Are you willing to maybe not be successful right off the bat, but you could have that exponential success because you've gone slow? So, let's recap what I've talked about in this episode. I first reminded everyone of a time when we all were okay going slow, and that is through the schooling system. The 12 years that we spent in school really built the foundation for us to have a career. And I shared my own example of the outcomes of trying to go fast and how it ultimately ends up taking you maybe more time than it would have if you had gone the what seemed to be the slow route right from the get go. And of course, I have no regrets because I learned a lot and I can see a lot of life lessons in the path that I went on, but if you think about my scenario, and this could be where you are now too, if I had taken the, what I thought was the slow road, which would be six months to a year worth of training, let's just say I could have at the end of that first year, launched a business with a really solid foundation and And it may not have taken me the basically five years that it took me to leave my nine to five job. It took me about five years from the time that I really got serious about quitting my job, figuring out what I was doing next. By the time I actually quit, it was a five year difference. And And like I said, I think this is the path that I was meant to go on, but if you wanna learn from my situation and you don't wanna take five years to leave your nine to five job, then maybe consider going slow so that you can go fast. And the last example was that of Casey Neistat. He was really struggling to make filmmaking work for him for probably a decade. And it wasn't until only recently that he started the idea of the daily vlog. I think he started that in 2015, and he ended it in around 2018. And by the end of 2018, his channel had completely exploded and he went slow in order to go fast. And in this case, success for him really was exponential, you know, that slow growth. And then all of a sudden it just skyrocketed. So I hope this episode has helped you in some way. Maybe it's given you some perspective on a path that you're considering that may seem like, oh no, that's going to be such a long road. And hopefully it can give you that perspective that, you know, that road that seems long isn't that long. If you're thinking of doing something that'll take another year to two years, that is going to go by so quickly. Just think of the last one to two years of your life. How quickly has though has that time gone by so if you enjoyed this episode i would love if you would share it with a friend that you think could also benefit from it and if you feel like you've really gotten some value from this episode or from the podcast in general consider leaving a review because that would really help it out as well and help it get into the ears of more people that i can help as well So I hope you enjoyed the episode and have a good week and I will see you in the next one.